And thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for another podcast episode of Everyday Strong with Michael, Dr. Michael G. Daniels. Sorry for leaving off the doctor there, uh, Pastor. Um, we got a, a real good one here. It's Joe C.B. Baker. And um, the church service, the 11 o'clock service yesterday, really touched on some really um, good points that we want to basically cover today. So um, for the people that wasn't there at church, Pastor, please give us a brief synopsis of what was spoken at uh, spoken about at the 11 o'clock service. Absolutely. And let me also just say welcome to everybody and thank you, uh, CB, for uh, for always being such a great, great host uh, to the program. Uh, one of the things that uh, one of the key points that we dealt with on yesterday, we were uh, coming from Ephesians um, 5, uh, was the concept of being submissive. You know, uh, the, the Bible indicates that um, if you're going to have any kind of relationship, that there has to be uh, a, a mutual uh, submission that goes on between both parties. And, and that's not just for the woman to the man, but for the man to the woman, and indeed in any relationship. Uh, one of the fallacies that we have is that people presume that submissive, um, from a biblical standpoint, is to give up. You know, when you're thinking of like, for example, uh, in the mixed martial arts or with, you know, any athletic endeavor, if someone submits, they're really giving up to the other party and saying, you know, I'm, I'm no longer in this thing, you have won. Um, but the way the Bible looks at submission is, is not that you have given up, uh, but yet you now have accepted and you recognize that um, the other person uh, and, and what the, their needs are uh, is, is also paramount to your own. So now it's really um, kind of confusing. I really don't get it how we both can submit at mm-hmm. the same time. And and also there's some uh, women out there that just will not you know, they don't like that word submit at all. And we already know most men are saying, I'm not submitting to anything. You know, I stand strong. I'm a man. So go a little bit into that. Well, you're right. And and and, and actually, you know, after the service was over with and I happened to be, you know, walking um, around and I heard a couple of ladies uh, murmuring under their breath, so to speak, but loud enough for me to hear. Uh, to let me know that they don't agree with uh, uh, submitting per se. Uh, and again, and that's because p- people tend to see submission as to being a, a footstool or something along those lines that now you can walk over top of me. But that's not what submits mean biblically. Biblically, what submit means is that you yield or you um, make your rights subordinate to the other person's position. You know, your rights become subordinate to the other person's position. Now, how does that play out in reality? For example, um, you, you know, you're a manager, you're owner of your own company. Right. Well, so every employee that you have, uh, technically, according to the Constitution, they are equal to you. You know, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So uh, legally, they're equal to you. But as your employee they have to subordinate their rights of equality to recognize you as the manager. And even as an employee, you have to subordinate your rights and recognize them as an employee. So you still can't lord over them, but you have to let your rights 
you know, as a manager, be subordinate so you can support them so they can get the best that they can. Because typically you would think that as an as a manager, why should you help them become better? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Because, right. you know, normally it would be, well, that's their job to serve me. But, you know, as a manager, even though you have a right not to do it, you subordinate your rights and you work hard to make them better. And so both of you are subordinate, you know, making your rights subordinate recognizing the position of the other person. And if you do that, it, it allows for harmony. And that's how you have harmony. If you can recognize that my rights don't override your position. Yeah, I, I agree that with the um, trying to get that harmony, you know, and some people call it the synergy of things. When you, if you ever get to that point, things get real beautiful mm-hmm. or is it's nice and easy. Everything just flows. But then when you get out of whack, that's when things really start to you, you go against the stream, so to speak. And, and you can feel it almost instantly. You know, if, if anybody's ever been swimming in the ocean and you hit a rip current, you can tell when you've hit the rip current. You know, and they tell you this: what, what is to swim sideways to get out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you if you try to go with it, you might end up way out. You know, 100, 200 yards out in the ocean. Right. <laughs> but if you swim sideways, you get out of it. So, how can what's what what can we do, Pastor? When we feel ourselves we're in harmony, then all of a sudden we start feeling that drag or we're out of harmony. Well, I guess the thing that we have to appreciate is, am am I in harmony because I have really submitted or am I in harmony because I have just let sleeping dogs lie? Two different things. That's a very good point. And see, again, let's let's take the hard one first. okay? because most women have, as you said, have a problem with that term to submit. okay? but let me help women out just a little bit. According to the Bible, all a woman has to do is to submit her will. The man has to submit his life, uh, which is quite a bit more uh, giving than just your will. So if you took it, take that in, in the context and say, well, what does that mean to submit? What does that mean? All it's saying is that to understand and recognize the position of the man as your as your husband. You know, you have selected him as your husband. The question is why? What were you expecting a husband to be? And so in order for the husband to be that, you have to submit to that role as a husband. The simple thing, I guess, is to say everybody must stay in their own lane. Because if, I, if you know, the average woman marries a man so he can become the leader of the home, so he can be the protector of the home, so mm-hmm. he can do all those things. So if that's why you married him, you have to submit to that in your actions. So you have to then submit to that role of him being the leader and let him lead and let him protect and let him do those things. Now, I realize there are certain women that will say, yeah, but my man won't do it. That's right. We get it all the time. But yes, he will. I mean, that's why you selected him. Obviously, there was enough of him that you thought he could or he would do that. But unfortunately, we didn't submit. Again, we just kind of let sleeping dogs lie. But if you truly were submitting, you would allow him to do that. Now, the issue of leadership does not mean that the person's leadership style has to be mine. I think that's a part of the problem. And oftentimes, women tend to think that 
if your leadership style is not their leadership style, then they can't follow you. But there are no two leadership styles that are alike. And that doesn't mean you can't follow me just because I don't think like you think. Uh, after all, no two people think exactly alike. So our leadership styles will be different, not only because we are different, but because women and men kind of analyze things differently. We view things differently. And so uh, it's going to be different for that reason alone. Here's the irony of it. And I say this and I hope women don't get too upset, but here's the deal. If you ask the average woman, who would you rather have as a supervisor, a man or a woman? 95% would say, I'd rather have a man because they like the way men lead on the job. <laughs> but then when that same style comes to the home, they don't like it anymore. Right. So because in the home, they're not willing to submit to that role. And that's what you have to be willing to do, submit to the role. Now, the same thing happens with the man. Again, our job is to also submit to the woman's role. Why did I marry this woman? I didn't marry her to be the leader. I married her because I felt that this was someone that I wanted to protect. This is someone that I wanted to care for. This is someone that I wanted, you know, uh, to, to, to make sure they were comfortable. I wanted them to be comforted. I wanted them to feel loved because that's what I want my wife to feel. And so then if that's why I married you, I have to submit to you as that person and recognize then that's my obligation to submit to the role and not just to the person. Now, Pastor, how do we handle a situation to where um, the life smacks us in the face or we make a mistake as a man and we get locked up for a, a short period of time and we come out and we now we have a felony charge mm -hmm. and we can't um, find work you know, good work, mm -hmm. relatively easy. It's a hard work. We say we go one year, two years, you know, and I'm not saying that we're sitting in this particular scenario. We're not mm -hmm. sitting on the couch, just doing nothing, playing PlayStation and watching mm -hmm. the game. We're actually out there trying to find something to do, but we cannot really provide for the family. And the woman um, then steps up to the plate and is now doing things. Essentially at this point, where I'm going with this is now roles are starting to reverse a little bit. So how does a woman handle a situation like that? And how does a man handle the situation with himself, with himself on not being able to quote unquote provide for his family the way he, that he should be able to? Well, uh, let's say that I, I don't think the roles should be reversed in that situation. I agree that they often are, but again, that's why I say everyone has to stay in their lane and, and let's, we don't have to even take, take it to that uh, extreme example. Let's just use what oftentimes is examples in everyday life. There are oftentimes when the female just happens to make more money than the male, you know, because right. of whatever reason, because of education, opportunity, what have you. Or, or he doesn't make as much money as she thinks he should make. For, for whatever reason, or he's laid off and can't get another job. You know, he right. may have had a trade in the shipyard industry, what have you, and the shipyard closes down and that trade is not transferable, you know, to, to something else. So then um, how then uh, 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 do we deal with that? Leadership is not just money, you know, unfortunately. I know a lot of people think that way, but, but being a leader is not based on how much money you make. It's based on your ability to plan for the future and direct the way things ought to go. And a good example is with when you take many housewives. Let's say, for example, you have a husband and he's in the military 
and uh, he is deployed uh, overseas for, let's say, uh, 11 months, and you have a wife that's home, uh, she becomes the leader of that home, even though she's bringing no money into the house, because he deposits his check in the account, right. and she makes sure the bills get paid. She makes all decisions while he's overseas. So she's the leader of that house, right. and she's not putting one dime into the house. So you don't have to be the one that's the primary breadwinner to still be the leader and make leadership decisions. Right. You know, it's just that's the way we have always interpreted it. And that's why I'm saying, you know, we have to submit to uh, to, 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 to our to, to, to our, I, I guess, our subordinate make our rights subordinate to the other person. We have to be willing to acknowledge that that person has a role and I'm not going to step in their role. You know, if you're the quarterback, then you're the quarterback. I don't care how bad a quarterback you are. If I'm the running back, that's my job. Right. My job been to say because you're not doing a good job at quarterback, I'm not going to throw the ball. My job is still to be the running back. Your job is still to be the quarterback. Now, rather than you passing the ball, you might give me the ball and let me run it more. But you're still the one that's calling the plays. Quarterback is still calling the plays. And so it's still the same thing in a marriage relationship. <clears throat> we don't marry for better or for better. I, I want to make that clear. Right. The marriage vow says for better or for worse. Sickness and in health, you know, prosperity and, you know, and, and so forth and so on. So to make the assumption that the only time I can be the leader is when we're going through good times is to not take one's marriage vow seriously. In fact, we should recognize that there are going to be ups and downs. <clears throat> and if we are marrying for better or for worse, when the worst times come, that should not cause me to lose my ranking as the leader in the household. Um, very good point. And, I, you know, I can hear, I actually hear some of the females right now saying, well, what if this particular person is we going for worse for a long period of time, which we have not discussed in on this podcast, which is the D word, which mm -hmm. is divorce. Mm -hmm. We haven't we haven't crossed into that realm yet. We've covered even infidelity, but we have not crossed into divorce yet. But at some point, someone is going to say, I've had enough of you not being able to provide and vice versa. If, if mm -hmm. the man we talked about last uh, well, a couple of uh, podcasts ago, expectations. Right. right. And we're in this to say that we're not living up to the expectations that we put forth. Mm -hmm. and, and we had a discussion, and everything. And now we're at that point. It's how do we get past the, the the fact of, you know what, Pastor, we might not be able to work this thing out because X, Y and Z, the person's not being a good enough quarterback. And it's like how we got through talking about, too, in the last uh, podcast, the person showing up to spare ribs. You know, playing, mm -hmm. looking like they could play that part really mm -hmm. good, play that position really, really good. You got that temptation out there. Mm -hmm. How do we dodge all of this, that perfect storm of stuff that could be going on in people's relationships to where, you know, I've submitted, I've done what I was supposed to do, but this, this is still just not turning around. I would say that if, if that's the case, I've lied to myself when I say I have submitted. <laughs> and let me tell you why. <clears throat> Number one, uh, there is no such thing as people being perfect. That's number one. So my submitting has nothing to do with whether or not you are doing what you what I expect you to do. Right. Because if that's the case, I'm not submitting to you. I'm dictating to you. 
If the only way I will submit is for you to do what I tell you to do, that's not submission. So if my wife says to me, well, as long as you are working a 40 hour a week job that's bringing in at least $40,000 a year, I will submit to you. She didn't submit to me. She told me what I needed to do. <laughs> she ordered me to do something. That's right. not submission. Right. Uh, so, that you know, one may tell themselves, well, I, I'll submit to the man if he does this. Well, you didn't submit. Right. What you did was you gave, uh, you know, an ultimatum. Ultimatums are not submissions. Uh, submission is when you recognize that that's the person's role. You know, that would be like me saying, if my wife doesn't come home and vacuum the house every day, if she doesn't cook three meals a day, I'm no longer going to act as her husband. Right. Now, now you know, that would be very shallow thinking for yeah. me to say it that way. Also, what, what if, let's say, I happen to have a, a car accident and for whatever reason, I cannot work anymore. So I cannot make the money that I used to make. Right. And I'm only forced now to get, you know, Social Security benefits, which are far below what my earning potential used to be. So now all of a sudden I can't cut the grass because physically I can't push the lawn more. Right. You know, I, I can't be the one if someone breaks in the house to fight them off because I can't move like I used to. Does that mean I'm no longer the leader in the head of the household because I have a physical impairment? No, because I still have a mind and I still can set goals. I still can direct things. I still can, uh, you know, uh, call to action things that need to be done to see us moving forward. See, submission is not about me telling you what you must do in order for me to accept you in that role because if that's the case you have not submitted yeah and then like you were saying it, for men to submit their life that means really it's, it's very powerful what you're saying when you when you say that mm -hmm. is because okay I'm up I'm breathing I got life mm -hmm. so I submitted my life to to her and my family. So therefore, I'm, whatever I'm doing, I, it needs to be in reference to them, making sure that my wife and my family is taken care of. Right. You know, that's a big ordeal and a big, a big boulder to carry around. Now, I will admit some men are not doing that. Well, I would say you're absolutely right. There are some men that don't understand what submission means. Like there's some women that don't understand what submission means. So, again, submitting has nothing to do with money. I can have a lot of money and my wife not be comfortable. Yes. I can have a lot of money and my wife not feel that she's important in my life. Yes. You know, that's not necessarily a money issue. So if I'm going to submit to her, what I have to understand is what what are my wife's needs? I'm submitting to her role. I'm submitting to that role. And I have to accept a couple of things. Number one, that God made us different. Men and women are made differently emotionally, physically, the whole nine yards. And I cannot, you know, continue to blind myself by thinking that the way we interact are the same because they are not. So if I accept that as the first premise that, hey, women have needs that men don't have. If I'm submitting to that fact, if I'm submitting to that, that's my wife's role. And so my needs are subordinate to my wife's needs because I understand that that's what my submission is to her and I'm supposed to give my life, submit my life to her needs. I have to understand what those needs are. Um, women have, women, you know, oftentimes need to be needed. 
And, and we don't necessarily need to be needed. Women need nurturing more than men. Women tend to need to feel intimacy more than men. And so, you know, those are things that I need to be cognizant of, dealing with her comfort, dealing with her care, uh, uh, you know, and dealing with the fact of making her feel secure in our relationship. Because you cannot have money in your pocket and still make your wife feel secure in the relationship, secure in you as a person, and secure in the fact that her to know that you will always be there for her and doing everything that you can do to ensure the viability of the relationship. And a lot of women don't feel secure in their relationship with their with their men. And that's not necessarily a money issue. Uh, that's just the way I interact with her issue. And so that's that's what that submission is all about. If you're a man uh, submitting to your role and, yeah. and, and accepting her for her role. You know, one of the main issues, it seems like really in relationships is money. You know, they say that the top one of the top reasons why people get divorced is over financial reasons is money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can also say some of the reasons why uh, people end up getting married is for money. And as we stated in uh, previous podcasts, where it's a contractual uh, agreement between Mm -hmm. two families, which a lot of times it's money involved in that on how we can make two families come together and be stronger and have stronger bonds. That's what it ought to be. (laughs) I I said ought to be. Because here's what I'm saying. Here's what I also say in, 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 in real, real life. People get married for lust, not money. People divorce over money and not lust. That is good. That is very true. I've never heard somebody say I'm divorcing them because they was just too good in the bedroom. I've never heard anybody say that in my right, life. Right. right. And, but see, that's how people marry. People don't marry necessarily for love or money. I'm not saying some people don't, but I'm saying you don't walk into a club and see a woman and say, wow, I bet she's worth hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, that, that's not what happens. Right. Yeah. You walk into a club and you see the woman and you physically look at her and that, that's lust. <laughs> see, that's 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 not love. Right. So what attracts us is lust. The average person gets married because they don't want someone else to have you. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's bottom line. And that's it, it can be money can be a part of it, not necessarily a part of it. I, I get what you're saying. You're absolutely correct that money tends to cause marriages to decay. But that's because the marriage was already decaying. And the lack of money just exacerbates the problems. That's really what that is. And so what people look at is that the lack of money highlights that all those other needs that you are not fulfilling for me. You know, if money was if 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 money itself was the real problem, women would not take care of some men. And we all know that there are some women mm-hmm. who will take care of a man. Yes. Now, how then does a pimp get a woman to take care of him? Right. It's not money. It's because he understands that she has some basic needs that I need to fulfill. And if I can fulfill those needs, she won't get mad that I don't give her money. Now, I'm not saying that any man should act like a pimp acts. I'm just noting that if you understand your your wife's needs and you are able to 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 do that, even if you just make the effort and she sees the effort being made, that goes further than any amount of money you can put in the bank account. If all you do is deal with money in your relationship, she will find somebody else to deal with her needs. That's right. 
And then if you, then if you might, if a relationship is based solely off money, everybody can find somebody else with more money. Absolutely. See, I can't compete with the whole world on money. <laughs> right. But I can compete based on knowing my wife better than anybody else. You know, and so again, but what that amounts to is only if I can subordinate my rights and be willing to give my life for her. And that's what I'm saying. That's what that submission is. I have to submit my life to her needs and say that her needs are more important than my life. You know, and if I can do that, believe you me, there's not a woman listening to us if they really feel like you have said my life is less important than your needs. Won't love a man that thinks that way. Now, um, we're wrapping up the podcast here. What are some of the tools that the man and the female can take home today and talk with their spouse about um, how we talked about the expectations, but actually let's dive into it and say the words, what are your needs? You just said it. That that's basically it. I mean, you know, for some reason, once we get married, we seem to have a problem just talking to people, and I don't get that. I think that every man ought to not just once a year, but on a routine basis, check in with their spouse and say point blank, "Honey, you know, am I meeting all your needs? You know, am, you know." Are we in a good place right now? And if I'm not, you know, help me. Help me to get there because I really want to get there. And, and that's what it takes, uh, again, is, is to have those conversations on a routine basis. Um, what, what most people don't like is for you not to be meeting my needs and not seek to meet my needs in any way. <laughs> so, right. But the other thing, let me say this. If you do ask and someone tells you, you better be willing to take action because the worst thing you can do is to find out what a person needs and then do nothing to, to, to satisfy that need. And so and that's why that submission comes into play. You have to be willing to submit yourself to deal with that need because it's not always easy. Remember, Christ gave his life. He died on the cross right. to meet our need, which that's the example we're supposed to take. So meeting that need is not always easy, but I have to be willing to sacrifice my life to meet that need. Now, uh, I'm not necessarily going to die on the cross for my wife <laughs> because in doing that, I will be creating a vacuum. Right. <laughs> you know, but I must be willing to commit to doing whatever is required, you know, but, you know, that's that's reasonable to meet that need. And if I cannot, I need to be honest with her and say, I cannot because can you show me a different way to make it happen? You know, right. uh, and that's what uh, a help meet is for. Your wife is a help meet. So I need to use that so she can help me do what's necessary so that all of her needs are met and the needs of my children as well. And so, again, her role is to submit unto my leadership as the head of the house, not the doormat. She's not my doormat. I'm just functionally I'm the leader of the house. And my role is to submit to her role as the wife and be willing to give all I have so that all of her needs are met. Everything sounds great, Pastor. Thank you so much for this um, great information that you've given us on submission. Yeah, I know my mind is clear and listen, listening to you talk, uh, 
actually sprung some memories in my head of some things I needed to be doing around the house that I've that I basically committed to and I know I haven't done. So I did ask that question, Pastor, what you need, and I didn't do it. So so and I'm being real. You know, I'm you know, a lot of people get need to get over yourself a little bit and understand everybody makes mistakes and, and recognize and know thyself. And I know me. So um so for all the men out there, like you like you said, when you ask a question, you better be ready to act. But at the very least, you know, if you ever get in trouble mm-hmm. and you're in the doghouse, <laughs> you know what you need to do to get out of the doghouse. Uh, Pastor, you got anything uh, before we depart? I think you said it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is your old CD Baker. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>